Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. Welcome to Fightful. It is March 6th, twenty. 23. We're here to review a big WWE Raw, big on screen, big behind the scenes. We got Denise Salcedo here. Denise, fresh off of uh, traveling, I'm assuming you flew to San Francisco. Yeah, I did. You would think that I would drive because normally I do, but gas is so expensive right now that you actually save money flying instead of driving. So uh, it was a very easy flight, but you know how it is, those long nights and, you know, you, you come home and you're still like exhausted, even though it was a very short 55 minute flight, but I was still exhausted coming back though. I came home and took a nap for like three hours. I'm not looking forward to flying to LA in a few weeks. I'm not. How long is the flight for you from Kentucky? Probably like five hours, but where I live, there's no direct flight. So I have to drive an hour to Louisville, then fly there. Then, yeah. Are you serious? Why is there no direct flights? That's kind of crazy. Oh, we're, we're a regional airport here. So it, it's like Philly, Dallas, um, Orlando, Atlanta, D.C. There's a few places it goes to, but like it doesn't go to New York City. It doesn't go uh, anywhere west of Dallas at all. Uh, there is a, a flight to Vegas that's coming soon, about three weeks after Double or Nothing, so I won't be able to do that. But that sucks. Yeah. If only you could oh, have well. done like LA or like what is it? Yeah, one month's first. Oh yeah, LA, yeah. and then afterwards Las Vegas. That would have been cool. Exactly. Like the timing would have fit, you know, a lot better. But damn, that sucks. Well, you know what? I don't pity you, Sean, because how many times haven't I done those flights over to the East Coast? So many times, the and time. they kill me. My back is like permanently messed up. My neck's messed up. Uh, all of those flights be beating me up. All the time you're doing that. Uh, G Bro starts us off with a super chat. Now, guys, I know we got thousands of, of new subscribers today. We ran a great contest on uh, Twitter uh, for WWE2K. We're going to be giving away a few copies for the platform of your choice. I'm going to be doing giveaways like this, like nonstop. Like I'm hoping Damn, Sean's to do... stealing my gimmick. Yeah. You were the first person to do a giveaway. Yes. I, we... I, I, I just, you know, I started the trend. We definitely never did those <laughs> when we started Fightful or anything like that. But uh, we're giving away a few copies of 2K. We're going to do these with some other games. We're going to do it with some other gift cards, things like that. But uh, for those of you who haven't watched our show before, the way that you get your question or statement read on the air is by donating Super Chats here at YouTube.com slash Fightful or at HumperChats 
Com. Uh, for example, we had somebody drop a couple uh, this morning at about 2 a.m. Want to make sure that our wonderful moderator, Luis, picks those up. But uh, you can leave them well before the show goes on the air. They will get answered. You can even say, hey, this is the show I want this answered on. We have you covered. If you are new to YouTube.com slash Fightful, uh, you're in for a treat. We're here every night, post shows, uh, uh, all week, every weeknight, actually. Uh, we just added an ROH show as well, so you guys are going to dig that. We have uh, several news shows every week, and, and we break most of the wrestling news that's out there, so you're going to get a unique insight uh, into these pro wrestling shows. And G Bro sent us our first super chat that said, Oh my God, why are you so loud? I wonder who that's directed to, directed at. I have no idea. Like, have you... Have you been able to turn down the volume on your own voice yet? No. Not Muted. Respawn says, Fightful, particularly Mondays with Sean and Denise, as well as the list have become a daily listen for me on my way to and from work. Makes the hour commute much less dragging. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. You got a whole lot more to look forward to. Dropping an interview with Raven tomorrow. Uh, posted my chat with Seth Rollins. We got one with Janai Kai this week as well. Uh, it's not just me doing interviews. We have tons of people out there doing interviews now all over the place. Uh, but Ryan McClure says, just stopping by to say, hey, guys, take my money. Hey, I appreciate it. We are publicly funded, and I greatly appreciate it. Uh, SAS says, which potential departure to WDB would have the biggest impact on AEW? Omega, MJF, or Jade? Well, I'll say this. I think Jade might have the biggest impact on WWE because I don't think that MJF is going anywhere and I don't know what Omega is doing right now. I, I think even though MJF is MJF and there are people in WWE monitoring his situation, Denise, I think that he probably resigned. I've got no way to guarantee that and nobody does, no matter what they pretend to say. Nobody knows for sure that he's resigned because he won't tell a soul. Even Here's if the thing about this, too, is that I can imagine MJF, I can picture and imagine MJF more on, you know, in WWE than I can Kenny Omega. So for me, I would be most shocked to see Kenny Omega in WWE because I don't know what that would visually look like, what, uh, you know, his booking would look like, what his presentation would look like. It would, it just feels like it would be so different. And so for me, I think that Kenny Omega going to WWE would be like huge freaking, you know, huge freaking news whereas i can see you know mjf eventually making that uh you know that jump that move over to wwe i feel like that one's always just been a little bit more um expected yeah uh parker hines says who wants a pickle too funny that was pretty funny jonathan corona says uh sean davis reporting only two parties are interested in wwe which are saudi and tony khan so let's say Cody wins and Tony Khan comes out and say he bought WWE's roof would go off. Uh, th that would be a new biggest moment in probably wrestling history at that point. WWE being acquired by another wrestling company would be just massive. Hey, they uh, say we, history repeats itself. So right. uh, we've learned from the history books that this stuff can happen. Guys, a reminder, leave a thumbs up on this video. Griffey Shybass sent a couple of a really generous Humper Chats I want to spend some time on. He says, not Raw related, but finished my eighth deployment. Well, thank you for your service. He says, thank you for all the news and programs while downrange. Have a few takes on your opinion 
on, and I'd like your opinion on wish list factions. He said he'd like the Irish Aces, Finn, JD, Seamus, uh, uh, XX, and Becky. What am I missing with XX? Because I X. Oh, he says fill in the XXs. Okay, so oh, add somebody I was like, else. Who's XX? <laughs> I was trying to think of a wrestler yeah. with two X initials. No, he's he's telling me to fill in somebody for that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, so first off, I like an I like an Irish. He he said uh, Finn, JD, McDonough, Sheamus, and Becky, and then maybe somebody else. Ooh, um, who else is Irish? Well, I mean, I I just like the idea of of that stable to begin with, but you know, Killian Dane is out there. Uh, you could, if you eventually got the younger Finley. That would be really good, but he's leading, probably going to head up Bullet Club now. It says, Faction 2, Randy brings back Legacy. Randy, Pillman Jr., Breaker, Charlotte Flair, and then two others. Ooh, well, I like Pillman Jr. and Braun Breaker in there because I think they could both, you know, stand to sit under his learning tree. I can't see Charlotte in there. I can't see Charlotte in there. She's her own person. Unless she has her own understudies. If she's got her own understudies, but again, WWE doesn't like to do like a, a mixture of several men, several women. Usually it's like several women and one man or vice versa. But when I, I look at that, I'm like, okay, well, you would need somebody that's sort of green there. You would need somebody that, that WWE Someone you can has. sacrifice a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and somebody that, that needs to learn from it, like maybe not so established because Manu needed it. Ted DiBiase Jr. needed it. Cody Rhodes really, really needed it as well. So I look at that and I'm like, all right, well, who could they find? Von Wagner <laughs> would definitely need it. He definitely, definitely needs it. He's one that sticks out to me like, okay, well, maybe they would like to give him a shot and and kind of see how that, that works out. But that, that's one too. And then he says maybe a military faction with Bobby, Lacey, uh, Montez Ford. Oh, well, if you're doing a military one, Steve Macklin from Impact coming back to WWE would, I think, would be very, very good. I just can't picture any of like of those people actually being like intertwined together. Like I know they sure, have this big thing right? in common, but their personalities are just so different. I, I can't even see it happening or even remotely yeah. possible. Jonathan Corona says, let's say Tony Khan or Saudi bought WWE. Do you think they'd go back to being private? Do you think they would go back to TV 14 since Tony Khan likes it and maybe Saudi as well? Uh, I have no idea. I can't get inside the brain of Saudi, but the TV 14 thing is, is very like misread by people. That stuff doesn't really mean a lot except to your advertisers. For example, it's not like ESRB ratings where AEW had to adjust some of their content to get it from a mature rating to a teen rating, therefore allowing teenagers to buy it. It's not like the MPAA for movies where, you know, if they slap up an R, well, that's age restricted or an NC 17 where it's age restricted and they got to try to reduce the content. TV ratings are discretionary. Like WWE can put put it on TVG and really do whatever they want. They can bleed buckets on the show if they want. Their advertisers might have a problem with it, but there's nothing like with FCC relations or anything like that. So I don't think that would affect anything. Sheldon says, not WWE related, but your thoughts on David Finley being in Bullet Club. Do you think he'd be a good replacement for Jay White? 
yes, almost everybody that has been like the replacement, people have looked at and been like, is he the guy? I remember after AJ left, there were people legitimately like, is Kenny the guy? It seemed pretty clear that he was, but there was some doubt there. There was doubt under Jay White. There's going to be doubt. Everybody was doubting Jay White for a long time, and he, like, you know, eventually proved a lot of people wrong. But on top of that, uh, just, like, based off of, like, uh, David Finley, like, I really do think he has, like, a really good personality. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he just needs to, once he has that, like, glow up that Jay White did, uh, I think people will, you know, start to see things differently. Boog says Danielson and Max wrestle 67 minutes in a legit six-star match, but the <laughs> the story tonight is Salcedo's punishing 55-minute Iron Man flight. You're f- <laughs> so their match was longer than your flight. No, actually it wasn't because my flight okay. ended up getting delayed because they had some VIPs apparently coming into LAX, and so it basically stalled all of the flights because – we didn't they didn't have any place for like the planes to go or something like that i don't know so it wow. technically was my flight was as long as the mjf brian danielson match actually once you count all of that because i only waited like an extra like 20 something minutes so sure. i think it adds up yeah meet norma says shout out to julie cutler she was great on the post show excellent insight and her voice isn't grading at all <laughs> says i lost an iron man match to kentucky's own jim beam saturday night feeling better now we appreciate you meet Normus, and Julie is fantastic on these post-AEW shows. Ryan says, not Raw-related, but what are your guys' thoughts on EA taking over uh, WWE games instead of 2K? I think EA does great with Madden, and possibly a WWE game would be quite the spectacle. Uh, there's no plans on that right now. EA does have some experience with uh, wrestling games, dating back about 20 years. Uh, I just want whoever is going to care the most about it and I'm not convinced that EA would do that. If you don't like the way that that WWE has been updated on a yearly basis with 2K, you're really not going to like it under EA, I don't think. Let's talk about the thing that a lot of people want to talk about. That user from yesterday again says, is Vince back? Well, he was back tonight. He was backstage. Uh, FightfulSelect.com. I'm going to get the plug out of the way. $5 a month gets you exclusive news. We had an ongoing scoops thread about this. I'm going to post more about what I hear tonight on Tuesday on FightfulSelect.com. It's the beginning of the month, so uh, maybe some of your credit cards have expired and your your things have lapsed. You're going to get a lot of good scoops on this one this week. The most important of which, Denise. Which is? Alyssa Leggett says, I need pictures of Vince's mustache immediately. I think everyone does. She said she's not feeling oozy after that ending. Apparently he rolled up. I had somebody say it was an Adams family mustache. Wait, does he have hair? Does he have the no? Oh, an Adams family mustache. How is it? Doesn't he have like the block one or it's the block one, right? The Adams family mustache. How the hell should I know? Let me go look. I forget what it looks like. But Joel Wood said, I don't think there's an actual picture of it out there yet. Oh, it's like, it's no, but I'm saying the Adam, someone said it's like Adam's family. Then it's like the little two little lines, essentially. And what's the percentage Wood says, there's a bigger scoop out there, bigger than Punk, bigger than Austin, bigger than Cody. You got to get us a picture of Vince with that mustache. Buddy, I am working on it. I have called in favors, but Vince was there to see John Cena. At least that's the line that was given. Uh, Again, subscribe to Fightful Select. I will have more on this Tuesday after I sort of take the temperature of this but 
I had hey. posted a couple of weeks ago, Denise, a lot of people were afraid that he was back back. You want to start drama on Twitter? You want to know a great way to start drama about this, by the way? Once you get that picture of Vince McMahon's mustache, put it up next to Shad Khan's and have people vote to see which one's the God. best mustache. God and almighty. And you'll break Twitter. Come on, Sean. You have the guts to do it. Oh, do it. Respawn says... Uh, I, like many others, have gotten much more enjoyment out of WWE since Hunter took over, but the past few weeks have felt like Vince's hand. Do you think WrestleMania 39 might be geared towards appeasing the old man before hitting the reset button? I don't know, but I'll tell you what the real indication of Vince McMahon returning would be for me, and that's if we start seeing the same matches repeated over and over, because Vince loved that, and you do not see that very much at all right now. I feel like it's one of those things where like he, this is my, like my theory is that, you know, he's there, he's back, but I don't, but I think he has more of like a checks and balances type of thing going on where you might have people going, okay, like we're, we're taking your input or something, but we're not just going to let you completely take over the creative, right? So I think you do have more of that say between Triple H and Vince. I don't know. That's my theory, man. And it's literally just based off of the whole thing with Omaz and Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and everything that's been going on sure. with that. Because before I found, you know, when they said, and I maybe, you know, I'm just a fool, but when they said originally, when they kept shoving it down our throats that uh, Vince McMahon was in creative, Vince McMahon was in creative, I was like, okay, fine. You know what? I'm going to take you for your word. And if he's not in creative, he's not in creative and so you know I was definitely trusting with everything that Triple H was doing and now with this I do think that there is more of that input from Vince McMahon the way that I see it I feel like they he was like dipping his toe into the pool and now I think he's just like you know he's he's like waist deep inside the pool man now that's the way that I see it I feel like they're just gradually bringing him back even more so and before you know it they're not going to be telling us he ain't in creative anymore well, I mentioned what I see as Vince McMahon booking habits. I'll tell you what I see as Triple H booking habits. Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa ends in a DQ. This happens a lot with Triple H. This opens up the show. Kevin Owens, Solo Sokoa have a fine match, but Jimmy Uso interferes. And before Kevin Owens can win, you have the winning streak or the un unpinned streak of Solo Sokoa preserved. And they beat down Kevin Owens. I thought the match was fine, but this really wasn't about the match. This was about the post-match. And Sami Zayn comes out and makes the save. And he's trying to make good with Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens still isn't having it, Denise. How are you feeling about this? I mean, putting this... Obviously, you're going to do this match on, in, in route to WrestleMania. Because Solo Sokoa is probably going to face... He faced Sami already. He's going to face Owens. He might even face Cody in the next few weeks for, for all we know. But how'd you feel about this? We're seeing some of that, that nudging with Zane and, and Owens. Well, first of all, you said that a lot of the DQ stuff was a Triple H thing. It's also a Vince McMahon thing because we sat here through plenty of DQs. Like, I mean, it was nonstop with Vince McMahon as well. So I feel like that's a, a both of them type of deal. This match, I was really enjoying it because I thought that it started off like really hot. I love Kevin Owens doing that clothesline to Solo Sikoa. I actually thought that Solo Sikoa and Kevin Owens, uh, they, them two can have like a pretty great poem, a poem, <laughs> a really great, uh, God damn, I trust I trust Kevin Owens to write a good poem. I, I bet he could. I was like, there was a word that I was 
was gonna say and i lost that's it? it a really great you story to write a poem? there you go a story i was like what's the word a story um not a poem but hey maybe they could write a poem all right the point that i'm trying to get this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here is that Kevin Owens, Sola Sokoa, they can tell a great story, okay? And on top of that, I feel like one of the things that they have something in common is that they do everything with, like, high impact, high velocity. And to me, that's very entertaining to watch. And we only got a glimpse of that here with this match. And I was disappointed. I wasn't. Here's the thing. I was disappointed to see this not be like a full fledged, you know, match between Sokoa and Owens. But at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, you know what? If I'm going to see a DQ in any story, this is the story where I'm going to take it and I'm going to accept it because of, you know, everything surrounding the bloodline and whatnot. And the thing between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I mean, I'm glad that Kevin Owens is still not having it. It's like getting an. Getting in an argument with your boyfriend and then all of a sudden he comes in with flowers and chocolates. That's not going to solve anything, okay? You need more than that. Yeah, Sami Zayn came in and had his back and this and that, but that's not enough. You need to do more, okay? So Kevin Owens needs to be won over right now, and it hasn't happened yet. Sami Zayn has not won him back. Um, So with that being said, even their interaction that they did in the back I thought was pretty hilarious because – Kevin Owens is sticking to his word, and I appreciate that. I like someone who sticks to their word. Well, my earbuds just died, but... Um, <laughs> I told also, you, Sean, get headphones. 
I can't hear you. I'm not even going to try to hear you, Denise. But so how are we going to do this show? Backstage segment that we can kind of parlay into this. Elias and Rick Boogs are backstage. They're doing their thing. They set up a match between Elias and uh, and Bronson Reed next week. Did you notice Cody and Kevin Owens in the background talking? Yeah, I like stuff like that because it kind of just adds a little bit more realism because everything is always so like produced and so perfect in WWE. That having just a little bit of background stuff is going to add to the environment. It's like having extras, except these extras are actually featured stars. And by the way, while we're here, I told Sean prior to this stream Get yourself some headphones because I knew that his earbuds were going to die during this show. And now I'm left here killing time. But either way, one of the things that I will say right now while Sean makes his way back is that, see, he probably thinks I'm talking shit about him right now. But one of the things that I personally noticed on, (laughs) are you hearing me yet? No, no. (laughs) Be a pro, Denise. Kill some time. I didn't, I did kill some time. Good. I, I I was talking to the people. I acknowledged the people. But one of the things that I was like about it. to say, though, is that um, one of the things that I did notice in particular for this Raw, too. So, first of all, in regards to the backstage stuff, I like it because it just adds a little bit more like, I don't know, it just adds to the actual background and all of that. But for me, I noticed that we got a lot of video replays today on Raw. And I don't know if I was the only person who noticed this, but I felt like we got so many today that we didn't, we haven't gotten this many in a while. So uh, I, I loved seeing Owens and Cody in the background. And it seemed like they were arguing a little bit, which I'm down with. I, I really dig that as well. But pavement cut your hair says Denise and Alex should swap shows for a week. Well, you know what? We, I, I might try to orchestrate something where Denise appears on Sour Graps one week. We might uh, pay her fee to do that when she really hates a show and wants to bury it. <laughs> SAS says, by the way, you know what's funny? Hold on. Rewind it just a little bit. What's funny about this is that I was thinking about this on last week's show. A lot of people were saying like, oh, Denise is negative, right? This and that. But I started thinking, well, you know what's funny about that is that Sean actually agreed with a lot of what I said and felt the exact same way, yet I'm the only one who's being called negative. So I'm just starting to think, like, what's going on here? It's because you're a woman, Denise. Uh, Cameron says, I, I "What's going on with says What's going on with the Hall of Fame?" I reported on FightfulSelect.com that people in the company are telling me that it is still happening, but they haven't heard of any names for it yet. Uh, we have heard King and Queen of the Ring, Saudi Arabia, May twenty seventh. So the day before AEW Double or Nothing, we have the King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia. Oh, and that means uh, I'm probably not going to, probably not, I don't know if I'm going to watch. I'll be in Vegas for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll probably be in the afternoon. So it'll be like probably, a, might be a morning show for you. It's always a morning show. All of the Saudi Arabia shows okay. are always like 9, 10 oh, a.m. Yeah. here. Yeah, you're, you're always. always in the West Coast. What the hell am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicholas says, let's say WWE is sold. Who do you think it's sold to? He says, got to say Disney or Comcast, but I saw say some say Comcast is off, but they could lie. I have said this all along. I don't think it will sell right now based on what I've heard, but if I were Comcast or Disney, I think it'd be very hard to mess up making money on WWE, even if you paid that outrageous price tag that Vince McMahon wants. 
I don't uh, know, man. Can... That is an outrageous price tag. It it's a little too much if you ask me. It is. Brandon Charles Powell asks who we think will get the first pinfall on Solo. This is a good one. I, I honestly think it might be Sammy at some point. I think that would make a lot of sense. If he can't beat Roman, him beating Solo would be pretty cool. Sure. I feel like that's probably the only person I can think of right now in regards to this story. Brandon Charles Powell says maybe Sammy wins Kevin over with, with a well-put-together poem from the heart. <laughs> hey, you, words, I think, will hit stronger than anything hey, else. Super Chat and Humper Chat us some wonderful poems. Some poem That's, ideas that Kevin some, Owens can, or Sammy Zayn can do to Kevin Owens. Pavement or Solo Sokoa. I don't even know anymore. Pavement Cut Your Hair says, what should Vince do if he's growing too much hair somewhere else? Well, I'll tell you what he should do. Watch another show that actually has a sponsor that will cover that. But I'll tell you what you can do if you want to shave some money off of some of your payments every single month. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Get a, a free gift for additional months for free. A 30-day money-back guarantee for the fastest VPN in the world. I mentioned this uh, last week. I bought that UFC pay-per-view this weekend. Watch the two title fights at a greatly reduced price thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Denise talks about how she travels. I'm doing a lot of traveling coming up soon. My data, my browsing, all safe and secure thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful's online threat protection. They have a, a great set of tiers that you can choose from. That way, if you want a pass, a VPN, a locker, or maybe all three, you're going to have access to them. If you are a combat sports or pro wrestling fan, this is very, very important. You're going to have a lot of geoblock content. You're going to have a lot of content that costs more here than it does overseas. And you're going to be able to unlock that thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Protect yourself on public Wi-Fi. Shield your data from snoops and criminals. Listen to all your favorites abroad. I'm probably going to London this year. I cannot wait to go now that I know I'm going to be able to use NordVPN.com slash Fightful and get all my content. Check them out, my friends. Trevor says, I liked Jeremy's tweet in regards to Owens and Rhodes. I, you know I ain't looking at Jeremy's tweet. What is it? What is it? That's so mean. Jeremy has some pretty great tweets. My favorite tweet of Jeremy's ever is when he said, you know, people are always talking about how Sean Ross Sapp and Denise Salcedo are so, are so hardworking, yet none of them are sitting here. Neither of them are sitting here watching NWA Power. That's, that's true. I mean, I did. That's my favorite Jeremy tweet ever. I did. He is very, very hardworking. <laughs> SAS says, based on Gunther's booking under Triple H and assuming he loses the IC title, do you put him in a feud with Cody for a world title right after Mania? I would really like to see Gunther hold, break the IC title record like very, very badly because I the Honky Tonk Man sucks and always did. And uh, I think that Gunther would be better. But I see Gunther and Bronson Reed as possible spring summer options for Cody Denise those would be great and I, I hope that they don't uh you know I want to see them really really build up Gunther because I'm always afraid because we've seen this happen in the past where it's like 
because you know sometimes when they're waiting around to do something with somebody so they kind of they kind of stunt that person's momentum i don't want to see that happen to gunther and so right now i'm feeling kind of good about it because i'm like okay he's still you know going out there and having you know pretty decent match some some of them because i didn't really care for some of the opponents like i didn't care for gunther and madcap moss like i didn't really care for that um but it's like i i kind of do hate that you know we're really only just getting into who his wrestlemania opponent's going to be with this fatal five way here on SmackDown where I'm like, you know what? Gunther is like one of your best champions that you have. I feel like you should have probably, we should have probably had more, 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 more built, more thought, more time uh, put into Gunther's WrestleMania opponent versus it just being like, okay, let's do this fatal five way. And then we'll, you know, go from there. Right. I, I do wish that there was a little bit more of a build considering that pretty much the entire card already has, you know, a story for all uh, pretty much everybody else. Gunther deserves that. We do have a super chat. Someone is claiming that uh, Stacy Keebler has been confirmed for the first name. Luis just checked. We we don't have anything confirmed on that whatsoever. And a lot of people will post just outrageous shit in order to get some clout. So uh, WWE will send us a press release whenever that that's happening. What's the percentage? Would said Cassidy Haynes, who I respect immensely, has doubled down in the Saudi report. And uh, others think that Saudi is buying it. I'd rather it not sell because I think can't think of one positive here. Same. I'd rather it not sell than sell uh, to that degree because the company is just, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's a good, a, a good move. Ruben Hidalgo says that. potential WWE buyers won't trust keeping Vince in charge, but maybe they'll trust his mustachioed twin brother. Oh my God. Hey Sean. So since you're a guy, I have a question. When what? girls are going through like a hard time, they do two things or one of two things. They either get bangs or dye their hair red. Is it, what do guys do? Do they grow a mustache? Like, is that a thing? Like when you're going down the hill and you're like not feeling your best? What do you no, do? I know a lot of weirdos tried to grow one after the Top Gun movie. Everybody thought that they were, were that guy. But um, no, what you'll see a lot, especially like when people are, like when people get shamed and they go away for a while, they'll come back clean shaven. Like you'll see that a lot. Like so, he went the opposite way. Then he went the opposite way by growing a mustache. Okay, so uh, Luis says that he got it confirmed. The Stacy Keebler stuff uh, was fake AF. There you go. Oh. You, you have a big pause uh, between uh, confirmed and I was I, like, I know, oh. Luis, my dude, you should have led with. The Stacey Keebler stuff was fake AF. Got it yeah. confirmed. I'm sitting here watching this in real time. I'm a newsbreaker, like, Louise. What are we doing here? Got it confirmed. The Stacey Keebler stuff. And then I see him typing, was fake AF. Yeah, Come I was on. like, wait, what? <laughs> Damn, Louise out here making you look like a goof, Sean. I love this guy. Love him. Sean Gardner says, some people seem to think that... Uh, uh, Sean Garner says some people like virtue. Who the fuck is that guy? Says seem to think that Cody should lose to Roman at Mania. Do you think that should happen, or does Cody win at Mania? Well, anybody some that people says just that. want chaos, man. Some, yeah, that's the thing. He just, yeah, man, I just went. I just went and watched the world burn. No, man, come on, shut the get the hell out of here. I don't know who this person is, by the way. I'm sorry. Nobody so, does. Cody okay. says. 
I didn't want to say uh, something about someone that I didn't mean to say something no, I'm, about. No, I'm sure he sucks. I'm positive. Okay. About well, regardless, so, they need to seize the moment. Okay. There's no way in hell that I, I should take that back. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I would be really freaking shocked if Cody Rhodes does not defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Cody Bondra says, does QT follow Cody to WWE now that the factory disbanded? I don't think I can underscore how important QT Marshall is to uh, AEW. He does a lot of things there. He is uh, a, a big talent relations guy as well, like like sending messages to Tony via talent. He talks to a lot of them. Bobby Lashley segment. Andrew Cool says you'd be wasting Brock's time for Howdy and Bray. And Shane Schaefer says everybody talking about the WWE video games. But Bobby Lashley doesn't like little kid games. Well, Bobby Lashley did participate in our newest video where he uh, decided who should be the lowest rated 2K wrestler. Check that out here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Bobby Lashley's promo work has not been great lately, Denise. Did you post the New Day one yet? Yeah, I posted. I, we put them all together. It was Natalia, oh, okay. Austin, okay. Bronson. The New Day one was really Lashley. funny. You should make that one its own thing. Yeah, well, I mean, there it's up now. It's on Twitter and here on YouTube. But the Lashley segment, he's been stumbling over over his words of late. Can you blame him? Come on. Poor guy. Pretty soon he's going to grow out some bangs and get a freaking red hair or something, a mustache, whatever. He's freaking going with Bray. Give him a break, man. Uh, well, Poor Bobby. Chelsea and Carmella are backstage. They're talking that shit about Adam Pierce. He rolls up. He ain't happy about it. Uh, Bianca Belair defeats Carmella, but Carmella invited Chelsea Green to be ringside. I kind of enjoy the idea of this tandem. I would hope that the women's tag teams get booked a little bit better, but uh, I think that adding them to those those ranks would be good. Bianca Belair was going to win this match. Like I, I don't know why you you know you lose to the top contender, and all of a sudden you get a match against the champion. But not only is that happening, but her friend is also now getting a match with the champion just because she interfered, which that's okay. You want to highlight Bianca Belair. I know that WWE wanted to highlight Bianca Belair this week because John Cena was on the show. You're going to get a whole lot of people that aren't usually watching this show that tune in. They're going to see Bianca Belair. Maybe they're not familiar with her and they're going to go, who the hell is that? I want to know who that is. So I thought it was smart to put her on this show. How'd you feel, Denise? They did two good things here. One of them is they established more so this new partnership between Carmella and uh, Chelsea Green. And I do like their dynamic because they have a lot of similarities and they work off of each other really well. I can buy that they're both supposed to be these two bougie girls. I can buy it. They both do it so well. And then on the other hand, Bianca goes out there. She gets a nice little win. Cool. And then we're getting Chelsea and Bianca next week cool again you know i feel like they're they're get, they're starting to get the ball rolling here with carmella and chelsea i like that and then on top of that you, let's be real like there there's only so many matches that they can do right now so at least you're getting something for bianca but uh okay i'll wait to the oscar stuff ke775 says any guesses on an nxt debut on raw after mania no but i will have a report about raw after mania on fightfulselect.com best five dollars in the business so oscar ends up making the save for her wrestlemania opponent i always i'm like is it a mutual respect thing because listen i'm sorry i don't give a shit if i'm facing you at wrestlemania 
I want you to get your ass whipped by these two women. I don't want to help you. I want you to go in. I don't care if you slip on a banana peel at WrestleMania and I beat you as long as I beat you. But how are you feeling? How are you feeling about I hate that because I, I, I feel like it's more so of respect, right? Because you want your opponent to be one. I don't want to be okay. If I'm Oscar, I'm planning on defeating Bianca Belair, right? I don't want to defeat Bianca Belair when she's her 80% best, her 90% best. I want to beat Bianca Belair when she is 105, 110% her best. To me, that makes sense for them to do that. Uh, my issue with this is actually more so that I, I just feel like I don't really have, like, I'm just waiting for the match itself because I'm not really into the story, though. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really into the story. Uh, I appreciate what they're doing, but I'm, I'm really not into the story. Like, I don't feel there's the anything real personal or anything really heated between Asuka and Bianca Belair. I'm more so just waiting for the matchup itself. The line drive says the same thing. Says, when is the Asuka-Bianca feud going to start? We're past the point of stare and point. Just wish a Bianca main feud not be convoluted AF. They do uh, that. Yeah, they yeah. do do that with Bianca. And to, like... That's what I'm saying. Like, I know this match is going to be great. I really do. But it's like I kind of there's there's a bigger expectation now for Bianca because of everything that she's, uh, you know, especially well, the things that she's done the last two WrestleManias, obviously her match with Sasha Banks and then what she did with Becky Lynch. Uh, the, the expectations are a lot higher. She set the bar too high. <laughs> I just want to say this. This goddamn mustache is the talk of the locker room right now so is it like a great is it like a great mustache or like a bad mustache like does bad he look mustache good? bad mustache the message i just got was the mustache period dude wtf so it's bad very adams family is the the follow-up and i mean that that's the, the third person i've heard specifically use the phrase adams family what do you call it when it's like not a midlife crisis? Because, you know, he, he's a little bit more than midlife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, but this I is a midlife crisis, I feel. He's having an existential crisis is what he's there having. There you go. Okay, Because he doesn't know what to make of himself not doing what he's done his whole life. So grow well, a mustache. Omos defeated Dolph Ziggler. I actually loved how this was set up. I, I really... Like Mustafa Ali acting like a jackass, this this like really sarcastic stuff. This is what I've kind of mentioned, like maybe for Apollo Cruz, where he pretends he means well, but you know he doesn't. Because Dolph Ziggler's like, uh and then Omos beats his ass and MVP calls out Lesnar. I'm really interested in the the Mustafa Ali Dolph Ziggler stuff. But, you know, you knew Omos was getting this win. He's going towards Lesnar. There was a 0% chance that this went any other way, Denise. Look, I negative Nancy over here. I appreciate that you care about the Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler stuff. But really, for me, it's so it's something that Dolph Ziggler, they have done pretty much the exact same thing with over and over constantly that I'm not really expecting anything new. Mustafa Ali, I feel like they had an opportunity to do something different, and that that boat has sailed away. It's gone for me. Uh, it's going to take a while for them to get. It doesn't feel too. I'm sorry. I'm just not interested right now. Like they haven't done anything for me sure. to be like. You know what? This is going to be different. It's going to be fun. Like it's going to take a lot more for me to really get invested into this, especially because, like I said, 
they haven't done anything real different with Dolph Ziggler. I feel like Mustafa Ali, they had an opportunity. They didn't take it. And now that opportunity has sadly for me passed. And so it's going to take a while for me to kind of get reinterested into both of their programs. Uh, and then while well, the whole thing with Amaz and Brock Lesnar is just like, it's too much, man. It's too much for Amaz. You know what? He he's going out there. He's doing what he's being told he needs to do, and you can't fault the guy. I'm not. I'm I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. Okay. You know what? I I was not looking forward to Amaz versus Brock Lesnar, but now after we officially know that you know Br Brock was given this option and you, he didn't want Bray, for me I'm going to to accept accept what Amaz has been given here and hope. Hope that it's somehow entertaining. Oh, brother. Jason PS3 says, It always seems the company can't create a good storyline with Asuka. I have a fe bad feeling she's losing at Mania this year. They always slack off with women. It's, oh, this person saves this person, and then they fight together all the time. JP says, Vince doesn't have a mustache, but he did hire co-head of created Mince Vican. There we go. Emily Duda says, what are the odds we get a candid picture of Vincenzo, not Vince with that mustache? I I've just already been realized this. What if his first segment back is with the maximum male models? Would I Come would on. I want to see that on morbid curiosity? Maybe, but I don't want that guy after the you know the stuff we know about him. Um, okay, but we've already seen him on TV since after the stuff we knew about him. Yeah, I, I mean, don't, literally, I don't, wanna, that I don't care. Day. I still, don't, I just still don't want to see it. I know, I, I know, it, it. I know. Trust me, I know. But it, you, you honestly think that that's not going to be a possibility? It's I always think it's a possibility because he's oh, a Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just slowly, you know, it, it, like I said, he's, you know, he was dipping a toe. Now he's, you know, pretty soon he's going to be full on in there cannonballing into that freaking pool. Um, the point that I'm trying to get at here is I can so see them doing something like this with Vince McMahon and his new mustache on Maximum Male Models. <laughs> Come on. How long ago was it that we were sitting here talking about Vince McMahon, Austin Theory, and an egg? I hope it's never. not out of the realm of possibility here. Tim Weinbrenner says, don't get the love for Gunther. He's not exactly giving great promos and not exactly seeing any Imperium merch in the crowd. He's more interesting as Walter. Well, buddy, he's the same guy and he's not there to sell merch or give great promos. He's there to stand there and beat the living shit out of people. That's, that's what he's there for. He is there to beat the brakes off of people. And uh, he looks great. He's worked his ass off. I mean, there's just no difference between him and what he did as as Walter. Like, there's just not any difference. I will not tolerate any Gunther slander same, on this same. show. None of it. I will have none of it. Will says, thoughts on Moist Wrestling League, which is a YouTube video from a uh, YouTuber. I'm not familiar, unfortunate. Have no goddamn clue what that is. Sorry. No, but why do people hate the word moist? I don't know. All the damn Lots time, people, people are like, that. I hate the word moist. I have no issue with the word. Me either. Me either. Moisture is the essence of wetness. Just doesn't sound bad. Cody Bondra says, how would you compare the live atmosphere and excitement in the room for Picklegate versus how it felt for Muffingate? Denise, this is a you question. <laughs> Well, having been in the room for both of those, it was more so when CM Punk was doing his thing, I think everybody was just like so zoned in, listening intently. And uh, 
with the MJF thing, I think everybody was just kind of like laughing, having a smile on their face, vibing. So two totally different moods, man, for sure. It, it was funny. It was a good time. You knew that's what you were going to get from MJF. I'm glad that he was the first one out there for this. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they did everything really well yesterday with MJF scrum. Piper Niven defeated Nikki Cross. KE775 says, where's this Piper Nikki Candace stuff going? You got any ideas? I mean, you knew Piper Niven was going to win this match. Uh, even though she has taken a loss lately, it was it was very well, it was orchestrated to further this feud. You didn't think that she was going to lose this one. But how'd you feel about this match? I'm, I'm liking her work an awful lot since she came back as Piper Yeah. Niven. I think it was a little bit too quick knowing that we know that Piper Niven and Nikki Cross can go a lot more. And that's been a little bit of my issue right now with the women's division is that I feel like they're kind of making them go out there and have like the same matches that are short. They're not letting them have as much substance as you know that they can have. Um, I feel like they uh, haven't fully shown exactly what these women can do. That includes Nikki Cross. That includes Piper Niven. That includes Mia Yim. And I feel like that is part of what's kind of, it's kind of making things feel flat where I just think that they really need to let them go out there and show their range and show what they actually can do. Because right now, I feel like a lot of the women's matches are pretty much copy and paste the exact same thing. And I, I would really like it if they switched things up and actually had them, you know, just show a little bit more of what they can do so that, you know, they can get over. It's the same thing with Candice LeRae, uh, with all of them. I would really like to see them uh, just show, have them showcase, let them showcase more of their, uh, get them more shine, man. I completely agree. Uh, the women, especially oh, on SmackDown, it was happening for a, quite a while where they were just kind of getting nerfed and th they weren't able to get their feet underneath them. Another women's segment we saw, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita come out. I think Trish is going to come back for a while. Like I think we're going to see Trish for a while. K775 says, feels like there's another twist in this or I'm overthink am I overthinking it? Oh, I think there are many more twists coming in this. I think that Trish is going to turn heel, whether it be before Mania, after Mania, whatever. But as of right now, the challenge has been made and accepted. Trish, Lita, Becky versus Damage Control. I don't like that the tag titles are tied up in this because you can't defend those. Like, let, let somebody else have those because you didn't need the titles involved in this if this was going to be the match, but I love the match. I mean, they're Trish and Lita being back for WrestleMania is great. Uh, you know, this is a big match for Becky who did not get the Ronda match is not in a world title match is not main eventing again. Like she was the first person to do, but she will always carry that cachet of the first woman to close a WrestleMania and do it on top. What do you think about this match? There, there wasn't much to the segment besides them announcing the match. Right, exactly. So with that being said, you kind of uh, lead me into my point here that I do hope that there is these twists because this fell very flat. Now, I am super, um, you know, big on the idea of Becky and Lita being tag team partners, uh, tag team champions, excuse me. Uh, I'm big on Trish Stratus having, you know, a program with whoever. Uh, I'm big on all of this. And I really do think that this segment was just a little bit too generic. I think that they could have maybe thought a little bit more outside the box i think there could have been just a little bit more uh 
between uh, both sets of uh, both sets of women because this was very very just we're here. Let's do this match. Okay. But uh, I do think that there needed to be a little bit more here just to kind of just add to it. Like, it's not every day that you get Trish, Becky Lynch, and Lita in the same ring together. And I would have liked to see that kind of milked just a little bit more. I would, too. I I like the match. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. I do like that Trish said I can go from retired to not retired very, very quickly. And she did that. And... You know, I it it means less. Like it went from a while where it was, you know, nobody was ever really retired to for a while it was like, okay, well, it doesn't mean something. We're back to the it doesn't mean anything because people are gonna get paid so much money. And that's that's where I don't have a problem with it. I do not have a problem with it at all. If somebody comes out of retirement and gets paid a ton of money to do a match, good for them. Oh man. Maximum male models were confronted by Baron Corbin backstage who were recruiting Gable or Otis and Gable beat Corbin's ass with the quickness, Denise, like real quick again. Good. Gable gets a win. We see some interaction with maximum male models and Otis Corbin continues to be bum ass down on his luck. Corbin. I think this is one of those situations where, Everybody benefited for the purpose of them on the show. Otis did what he was supposed to do. Chad Gable got a win. Maximum male models got on the screen and Baron Corbin keeps losing. I thought this well, was fine. It was very short. We got screwed though, because I would have liked to see Baron Corbin get a shot at being in maximum male models. I feel like at this yeah. point, that's probably the most interesting thing that they can do right now with Baron Corbin. So I would have actually liked to see that. I hope they don't drop that right away. Cause that was the whole thing. They were um, Maxine told him like, if you take out Chad Gable, then, you know, I'm going to take a second look at you and maybe you can be a maximum male models. And I feel based on what we saw with broke ass or bum ass Corbin, whatever the hell they were calling them, um, I feel like he can probably maybe work in this scenario with the maximum male models because I feel like Baron Corbin works the best when you give him something that is, you know, easily that could be easily likable for him and so i do think like that's why you know when he was depressed and poor and broke that really worked for the audience uh and nothing else has really worked since then it's all pretty much been you know just awful uh you know there was some you know some little gem, some couple gems with him and JBL, but pretty much the most of it was awful too. So I do kind of wish to see, uh, believe it or not, I kind of want to see Corbin mix it in there with maximum male models just so that I feel like we're getting something a little different there. I would love to see them do like America's Next Top Model where they do a model search for the roster and people are vying to get into maximum male models like that'd be a good opportunity that remember they never remember i submitted your picture and everything did you remember i did remember um i was not a a part of this joke and i don't remember that at all i tweeted it and like put it out there and you like without telling me you retweeted it and everything like we had a whole discussion about this sean don't remember that at all okay well it happened and there was the whole thing where you could submit your photo do you not remember they did this? The Maximum Male Models? Hell was a no, website. I don't remember that. Yeah, there was a website. I remember. Um, okay, that was it. So yeah, they did do it. They just never followed up on it. We never saw anybody do anything with it. 
Luis says, if Gresham is not going to be baby Taz, Gable should. I don't know if Gable has that menacing look. He's got the ability in the ring, but Gresham kind of has that menacing look, too. Cody Bondra says, was Maxine Dupree signed to be a wrestler? No, not to my knowledge. Arid says, love that the women's tag titles aren't involved. For years, I wanted a women's match at Mania that wasn't a title defense and just a feud. Well, it's not that I, I have, I'm just saying put the titles on somebody else. If this were the case, like they don't like, I, I just don't want them to have the titles tied up there when somebody else could have it. Johnny Gargano defeated Finn Balor via edge distraction. This is a, a big win for Johnny. Like they're giving him some good wins after that, that elimination chamber appearance. Uh, but edge afterward says, you know what? He shouldn't have lost that match. I shouldn't have lost the match that he cost me. Now we're affecting each other's careers, and I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> how uh, many surprise edge attacks have we had at this point with Judgment how many, Day? How many surprise edge everything? Like, he's he's back! He's back! Well, They select. overdo it at this point. It's Listen. too much. It's every week now. FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Please subscribe. It's probably report, reported like five times he's come back. And I know legitimately, like, two or three times I just reported it like, well, he's back. It's not a big deal. Just like in show notes, right? Because we also reported that he's on limited dates, obviously. I think everybody knew that. But they have to get creative with some of that. Since when? Um, Remind me again, how long has it been since he's been feuding with the Judgment Day? Since last summer the beginning or last spring roughly are you kidding me it's been a long time but he hasn't been around for half the time i know but still it's just so long we've seen the same thing over and over i'm I'm ready to have this match i i'm hoping it's good and i'm ready to move on man what about gargano Uh, what about gargano beating balor like i don't i don't usually like that when you're building somebody up but i thought edge really covered for it well he's like he cost me a match. I cost him a match. Now we're impacting each other's careers, and I don't have time for this. Right. Only because of that explanation. I, I, because normally I would have been like, well, I want to see Johnny Gargano get a clean win at some sure. point. But you know what? I realized that, you know, the story is the main, you know, the main thing with the Judgment Day and everything going on with Edge with what you said and all of that. That's clearly going to take precedence over that. But you know what? Things are looking a little bit better for Johnny Gargano, they so are. I'm 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 turning a little hopeful. You know, it could be worse. And, and you ha- you need to book these people well to get them over. Caden says they have great chemistry. They do. They really did have great chemistry. Johnny can deliver in the ring at such an extreme level. Like sometimes you just gotta let somebody like that go. But the thing I don't with think Johnny, I've never seen him have bad chemistry with anybody. Yeah. But the thing is, Denise, they overbook every match he does. There's always Dexter Loomis kidnapping somebody or Edge running in or just all this other stuff with the Miz popping up. I'm going to say it, and I'm sorry if this is a hot take or whatever, but they need to detach Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano at this point. He's bringing him down, and I'm sorry to say that, but separate them, detach them, separate them. So I liked the idea. Like, Do you remember the oddities in WWF back in the 90s? A little bit. Like it was Golga, who was Earthquake under a mask, and Kurgan, who is now a, a, a legit movie star. Kurgan. Yeah, yeah. I think about them, and I'm like, what if 
Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae led them. And they were just like the normal parents for these absolute weirdos. I was like, you know, that could be something a little different in WWE now if they did that with Nikki, with Dexter, with some of the other, you know, more odd characters. And I think Johnny could play off of them very, very well. But just, God, stop overbooking everything that he's in, please. They would have to really lean into it to the point where we know this is exactly what they're doing. You know, the parents of these misfits, they would really have to lean into it because right now it just feels like an anchor holding them, holding yeah. Johnny Gargano down. Well, if you want to feel like an anchor in your bed and get a full night's sleep, not like that, Denise, dang. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. When I travel, I am missing my Helix Sleep mattress so much. A few years ago, uh, I was just not getting good sleep. Uh, I was working, and then when I got my little bit of sleep, it was a terrible night's sleep, so I decided to invest in it. So I went to helixsleep.com. Before we even partnered with them, I got matched up to their Dusk Lux model by taking their online quiz. And I did that because it was the middle of the pandemic. I did not want to go to a mattress store and roll around on a mattress that somebody else was on. So I took their quiz, got matched up to the Dusk Lux model. I've been sleeping so much better ever since than that slab of memory foam I was on. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful right now gives you 20% off any purchase when you use the code Fightful. Just go to Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And each mattress order comes with two free dream pillows, which is a $150 value. It is comfort designed for everybody. They have mattresses for everybody, plus size sleepers, ones that align your spine. If you prefer soft or firm, you need more support, you get hot at night, you find the right mattress, not an average mattress. They have thousands of five-star reviews. GQ, good housekeeping, wired all singing the praises of helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And like I said, 30,000 plus five-star reviews. You don't get those by accident, my friends. And you get financing available, free U.S. shipping, a 10 to 15-year warranty, a 100-night sleep trial. If you don't like it, they'll come get it for you. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. So I saved uh, a few of the biggest segments for uh, the, the end of the show here. But the line drive says, Denise, killer of fun. Keep Gargano found family. I agree. Jared says, put Corbin with hit row. That sounds horrible, Jared. Orlando says, don't know if it's real or not, but I saw McMahon's mustache on Twitter. OMG. What's the percentage? Woods says, sent you a DM with a picture that I think might be Vince. Need confirmation as soon as you see it, because whoa, buddy. Okay, listen, I have sent it to people that are backstage in WWE. I haven't confirmed uh, that that it is real or him or anything like that, but um, I'll I'll do my best. Let me see if this will, will save the right way on here. I don't think I can. Um, Screenshot just, it. Twitter's weird. I can't screenshot it on here. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on my desktop right now, but or my my uh, Surface Pro. So oh. there's. I, I don't know if it's if it's real or not. I sent to people backstage, and they were like, "Oh, I I don't know if that was real." He had dyed his hair as well. Like, so the one that's going around, I cannot confirm that that's real. I've had four. Is it the different- one that Wrestle Ops just posted? Yeah, 
Uh, it's the one everybody's posting, Denise. But yeah, I've had, well, like, I'm just four... seeing it. I typed in I've Vince McMahon mustache. Muted. I, I'm aware of how to find it, Denise. I'm very aware of how to find it. However, I cannot verify that it is real for the last time. I cannot verify it's real. People have sent me four different photoshops of Vince McMahon mustaches. So this is something that people are sitting around and just doing tonight. So I can't sit there and say, yeah, absolutely, it's real. Uh, Orlando says, I enjoy the crowd for tonight's Raw. Very Legends heavy, and we finally got an answer from Jay. Well, let's talk about Okay, well, it's definitely fake. Okay. Did, did, you, did you look up? Okay, there we go. Definitely fake. Uh, <gasps> sorry, Alyssa, for sending you a know. fake mustache picture. What? You what? don't know? I think it's fake. You can't say it's definitely fake. And God damn it, Denise, you suck. I'm muting you. <laughs> Muted. Oh, this is driving me fucking nuts, guys. Every day. I'm just like, God, I'm just like, guys, leave me alone till 7 Eastern on one day. I don't want to be out here digging up scoops about mustaches and all this bullshit. Y'all are going to make me smoke weed on the air again, I swear. Jonathan says, did anyone peep Cody talking about to, to Kevin behind Boogs and Elias backstage? Yeah, we mentioned that uh, earlier. I thought that was really great. It seemed like there was a bit of uh, aggressive conversation there. Anyway, I was trying to segue. Miz TV with Logan Paul and Seth Rollins, and we had the Miz and Maurice Top Gun parody. Let's get into the parody first. I didn't think it was particularly great, but I just like seeing them do them. What did you think about uh, Miz and Maurice and Top Gun? I didn't see it. Wow. I didn't see it, Sean. <laughs> I must have fast forwarded. Was it in the commercials? Hey, everybody, party's over. Denise fucked it up for everybody. I'm sorry. When did they play it? I missed it. Sue me. Just want one week. Just one week. Look, Sean, you can get yourself another co-host if you have a problem with me. Muted. I won't hear it. Sorry. I won't hear it. Denise is desperate to stay on the air with Sean Ross Sapp. Anyway, uh, Logan Paul comes out. Seth Rollins comes out. They're talking that trash. Seth Rollins says, you know, he says a lot of the things that I feel like would have worked better a few years ago. The you don't belong here thing. Because, Denise, if there's one thing we have learned about Logan Paul and WWE, it is that he absolutely belongs there. Now, he hasn't done the work. So, like, from a character standpoint, Denise, it feels like Rollins is a little jealous. Now, Logan Paul is an asshole, but he's very, very good. Like, the, the debut match that we saw and the Roman Reigns match that we saw and even the Royal Rumble spot that we saw... He's very good. You can't deny his talent. Like, he's a phenom. He's special at this. But he is an asshole. But he's a smart one, too, because Seth Rollins is like, fight me, fight me, fight me. And he's like, I'll fight you, but I'm not going to fight you here. Like, not going to fight you uh, at all. Like, okay. I'm going to fight you for money at WrestleMania. If anything, because I'm, you know, I'm a prize fighter. I'm special. I'm all that. Sorry, I was getting a, a very unique super chat being sent in. But Denise, what did you think about this segment? 
Like it's so I didn't hate this. And truthfully, like I know that Logan Paul and all I mean, sorry. Yeah, Logan Paul, he comes with a bunch of hate and whatnot and people uh, constantly hate him. And I get it because I, I see their points and all of this. But when it comes to specifically just what he's done in WWE, uh, specifically speaking there, he hasn't done anything to me that has made me not want to see him back or anything like that. I think for the most part, he goes in there, he does what he's supposed to do. I thought he completely over-delivered in that match with Roman Reigns. And I didn't think he belonged in that match when the announcement was first made. I truly didn't. And he went in there and he had a freaking phenomenal match. I really loved what he did. And he just hasn't necessarily had a moment where I thought, man, they dropped the ball, you know, giving it to Logan Paul to have this opportunity, right? So for me, uh, this exchange here that he ended up doing with John Cena, I mean, there was just a lot. I mean, sorry, Seth Rollins. I don't know why I'm thinking about John Cena right now. Um, so with uh, Seth Rollins, I liked a lot of what he was trying to say. I know some of it wasn't necessarily too factual, but when he was kind of saying about the whole thing of I accomplished everything in one year that took you 20, not exactly factual, but I get what they were trying to do where we have seen this rise of Logan Paul, somebody that, you know, wasn't, you know, a trained wrestler that just got into the business, that type of thing. And him saying that he's better at his job than he is. I'm on my way in, you're on your way out. And if I were you, I wouldn't like me either I did like that last part if I were you I wouldn't like me either I thought that was such a good freaking line so uh Logan Paul definitely works better as a heel it's just a lot more natural because I think a lot of people Logan Paul has that thing where I think people forget that they like what he does in the ring but every time he comes out he gets booed so to me, it just fits a lot more natural to have him in this, you know, in this heel persona than anything else. And Seth Rollins with this whole song and everything and all of that, um, I really do think that you're just seeing this is completely over. Like the crowd, this was the most you were seeing people do the, you know, the, oh, the song for Seth Rollins yes. and this and that. So this was good. I know that a lot of people kind of didn't like what Logan Paul had to say, but I got what they were trying to do and I liked it for what it was. And even him afterwards telling uh, Seth Rollins once he was down and out, telling him, oh, you know, well, let me know when you wake up about WrestleMania. I thought that was a really good uh, way to end it as well. Seth stopping Miz so the crowd could keep chanting was really, really good, too. Thought that was good stuff. Uh, Pavement Cut Your Hair says, you two remind me of Arthur and DW sometimes. I do not know who or what that is. You don't know Arthur and DW? No, what the hell is that? Arthur, the car the, the cartoon. Oh, the cartoon. Well, why Arthur. the hell? Would I-, I didn't watch Arthur when I was a kid. With Sorry. a little fist. PBS. Oh, yeah. And DW is the little girl with the white, with the white, uh, okay, like white yeah, I'm, shirt. I'm and familiar and the with them. I just you've seen the memes; they're everywhere. Of course, I've just never watched Arthur. Alyssa says out on Arthur. Poor <laughs> step host, really copying it from Sean tonight. Listen, listen, Sean. Do you treat all your other co-hosts like this, by the way, or is it just me? No, you get treated way better. Silas uh, says, "Quick story: was going through a bad time in life." And uh, discusses a dark time that, that he went through. He says, thankfully, unsuccessful at that. Found SRS and Denise recaps while in recovery. Huge help to me getting on a better path. Oddly felt like my friends. Never who know who you help. Thank you. Well, we appreciate that so much. And legitimately, like, if you support us, uh, I consider you a friend. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, a lot. I mean, we're, we're not here without you guys. 
Like I, I love wrestling more than anything, but I'm hanging out here at midnight Monday, Tuesday, because I'm hanging out here with you guys. So I appreciate all of you. I'm glad that we could help you in, in that way. And hopefully it never gets to that point again. I've been there. It sucks. And glad that we could help you. Jonathan says, Vince doesn't sell WWE. Do you think he'll make it private, Sean? No. No. Ayash says, any update on Jay White, Aldis, and Ibushi to WWE? No, I think that if Aldis was headed there, he'd probably be there by now. Jay White, I asked for an update today. And Ibushi, um, well, it ain't going to be over the next month because he's got he's got bookings. I'm gonna I'm supposed to talk to him soon, though, so we'll see. KE775 says Rollins should be a world champ before the end of the year. It's time. He's earned it over and over. He's WWE's best wrestler. Well, Cody's next in line for that, Denise, but maybe if they split the titles, do you see Rollins as world champ before the end of the year? Man, I would like it. I think he deserves it, and he's definitely over, so I wouldn't hate it at all. Orlando says, any chance Solo will have a Mania match or will he be on the side of Roman or the Usos? I think Solo is much more useful outside the ring right now, Denise, being the enforcer and uh, getting run off or something like that. I think that that's his, the, the best thing for him. I like him you know, basically doing whatever Roman Reigns wants him to do. Yeah. Well, he's back. John Cena popped up. I like that he... He always greets the cameraman, Stu, and he is like, you know, Stu's a little older. He had to have a night off, but we're thinking about him. Cena comes out, and immediately Austin Theory shows up. I thought this I, I was this was very polarizing, but it's memorable, and I thought it was effective in making me interested in watching these two fight. John Cena buried Austin Theory. Buried Austin Theory. Like... And there are times, and Austin Theory even brought it up, when Cena goes out of his way to not let the other person's line breathe at all so he can get himself over. And I felt like that happened tonight. Like, we've seen John Cena go at people on the mic lots of times, and they got to let it breathe because it's John Cena cutting his promo. And John Cena looks at the United States champion and says, Sorry, I don't want a gift from you. You haven't earned it. And I'm sitting there thinking, he's the U.S. champion right now. You should want to fight him. You should want that championship. That should mean something to you. However, what we got was Austin Theory trying to ag him on. John Cena was, you know, saying that he's got no heart. He's got all this stuff. He said that he, you know, I'm your ghost of Christmas future. I've been in your shoes before. You need to change your path like I did. That's fine. That's understandable. I loved Austin Theory's line where he said, <laughs> he brought up John Cena's bald spot. I really think John Cena should have kind of let that line, like he shouldn't have immediately fired back and like showed everybody and all that stuff because his next line was great. His next line was him saying, I'd rather be bald than have them pipe in fake cheers to make it seem like people care. I thought that would have been much more effective than him being like, yep, I'm bald. Sup, guys? That's where I wish John Cena kind of would have let it breathe a little bit. And there's another line that I didn't like that John Cena said. He was like, you don't understand. If I beat you, you lose. But if you beat me, you lose because you have to answer to the Raw After Mania crowd 
without me, which all that says is, hey, guys, I ain't going to fucking be here on Monday. I I don't care that much. I'm not going to show up the next day as well. Also, Austin Theory's going to be out there by himself no matter what on that Monday, Denise. He's going to be there regardless without John Cena because as John Cena mentioned, he ain't coming Monday. <laughs> so okay. there, were, there were a lot, there was a lot that I really, really liked about this. And there were some things that I was like, ah, okay. How'd you feel? I'm sorry. I loved all of this. I liked everything. And I don't have an issue with, with Chill. John Cena being like, Oh, I'm not going to be here. Of course he's not going to be here Monday. Yeah, he's John but- Cena. We know that we're not stupid, Sean. Like we are fully aware. He's not going to be there and that we're not going to be seeing him full time since we've not seen him full time and forever. So I had no issue with this, but damn, uh, he went I mean, to, like, I do agree Harry, with you on the Harry point. He just defended that title in the elimination chamber against five other people to say that he doesn't deserve or earn i'm like damn man so i do agree with you in the part where uh he should have let that line breathe a little bit more because i had like a reaction of oh shit he actually you know brought up his bald spot you know because i I thought that was a big time insult no man wants to hear somebody make fun of their bald spot and it's something (laughs) that the fans have been making fun of john cena for this for like ever so it is very embarrassing and it was a good uh, shot they weren't allowed to for hogan for years they had to just ignore the fact that this man was completely bald (laughs) they weren't allowed to bring it up because it's embarrassing so yeah, yeah anyways not, but I think it's embarrassing he's getting older it's no okay. i know but it's still supposed yeah. to be embarrassing you don't want that he, stuff yeah. highlighted especially when say, you're a hollywood yeah. movie actor and you're supposed to be like all perfect you know uh but, parker parker asked if we could see a heel turn ever which i think we're well past that i think it's well past that but no mr big dude says he didn't literally mean the raw after mania yes he did he, he did. He specifically referenced that crowd. He said that you're going to have to stand out here by himself. Well, he ain't going to be in the ring by himself his whole career. I think he specifically meant that. He did. That Monday. But- also, I did love the line where he said about, you know, the piping in the fake crowd noises because I was surprised that he even mentioned that because that's not something that I recall them ever mentioning on WWE TV because that's ever. not something you want people to know. That's very, very embarrassing. And I thought that line was sa- like beyond savage because I kind of thought like, oh, oh yeah. that's really that could actually be a little bit like. Because it's so true, but it's also, do you really want that out there, right? Like it buries everybody. Yes, it it looks kind of bad. So it's a really good line because it's a very strong burial. But at the same time, it's like, oh, fuck. Like you kind of buried like a lot of stuff here. You know, we're breaking down the fourth wall. Yes, exactly. So it was very breaking down the fourth wall type of thing. So I was a little conflicted. I loved it, but I was like, oh, shit. There may be some implications to that particular line, but whatever. And then um, the ending where he tells them, you know, I wish you luck, dude, because we all know you don't have it here. Points as his head. Points, he says, we know you don't have it here. Points at his heart. And then he says, we know you don't have it here. And kind of like sucker punches him right in the dong. And then, afterwards, and then afterwards, he goes, oh, and by the way, you got to work on that last That's good too. I liked it. I I'm like, like not only did you insult the man that he's not getting over, but afterwards you insult his package. So um, he got a tiny little Pekka. That see, I like stuff like this because when they were shoving down our throats, Miz's small balls, 
it wasn't creative. It wasn't funny. When you do it like this, this is done in a way where it's hilarious. We all know what you're talking about. You don't have to shove it down our throats and tell us, oh, hey, we're talking about a man's dick. You know, the fact that they do it like this is a lot funnier. Are you are you so you're saying that they didn't shove Austin Theory's tiny they didn't shove Austin Theory's tiny dick down our I'm done pro wrestling podcast says John Cena made bald spots cool again Uh, get in your super chats get in your humper chats Um, I'm gonna have to ask Luis to put those uh, super chats back because they all just uh, vanished Uh, Lorenzo says really enjoyed the show Cena cooked theory yes he did um orlando says cena made some good points but i think theory will may be able to maintain momentum if he beats cena he rebounded from money in the bank cash in yeah but that the money in the bank cash in thing like shouldn't have happened that like there's no reason that that couldn't have happened with him just losing the briefcase to somebody else like that could have happened any other way the restart of his character could have happened regardless yes Elite Biscuit says Cena's promo tonight reminded me of his 2017 contract signing promo on Roman. That's a very good good comparison. He really went. He he really did not want anybody to like get over him. Then, Mister Showtime says I thought Cena spoke a lot of truth with theory. Running down your opponent doesn't seem productive. Where do you see this going, Sean? Love y'all. I've said it time and time again. I think he beats Theory, and I think the next night switchblade beats him or or maybe monday maybe he does show up that monday but um i mean honestly you wanted for for everybody saying that austin theory needed the money in the bank loss i think him losing to john cena after a a promo like this is something that could start that mean streak yeah eduardo says love the promo with cena in theory uh, really interesting uh, to see him experience the growing pains of trying to get over like others before him. He's doing very well. Like he's he's almost always at those media days that we do too, and he does really really well with those. He does. DDM says this is where WWE shines. The storyline builds were great tonight. John Cena, geez, that wasn't a promo. That was a read. That was a it, roast, bro. That was, was a roast of Austin Theory. And John Cena goes up to the ramp and he says, I have to give people a WrestleMania caliber uh, talent and you're not it. And he brings out Cody Rhodes and they hug, they shake hands, raises his head or raises his hand. Uh, I tweeted, it felt like a passing of the torch and I had people go, Cody's 37. Uh, (laughs) Guess what guys? WWE's going to hang on to him for 10 more years. Uh, It's, like, Unless he on. too goes to Hollywood, though. He ain't going to Hollywood. He's going to be wrestling. That. He ain't going to Hollywood. Uh, he's going to be wrestling. Yeah, I do. Um, hey, but <laughs> I was like, he's 37, guys. He's very clearly the next guy. He's main eventing WrestleMania. John Cena was like a few years younger whenever The Rock handed off the torch to him. So it's like, yes, you can think whatever you want about Cody's age. It's very clear how this was designed. And it was designed for John Cena to be like, here's your guy right here. Right, right. 
I mean, look, I'm a little bit torn on this. In terms of the outcome, I don't know what to expect. I can't see Austin Theory defeating John Cena. And after this, like, super burial, I'm like, he needs it. But at the same time, I can't really, truly buy it just yet. Like, I can't buy Austin Theory just, like, completely getting a clean win over John Cena. Same. Rob Bookin says, if you're cool with guys in their 40s balding, boy, do I have great news for you. 3 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, Fightful Overbooked with Rob and Maggie. Rob, how dare you? Maggie is not going bald. Boggs says, shouldn't they have waited till Mania to do Lashler, Lashley and Lesnar instead of Elimination Chamber? Now they both have lame Mania matches, and it, it hype uh, at least it'd have hype value and draw money. It was pitched, uh, FightfulSelect.com. The best $5 in the business reported that we reported five different pitches that were made for, for Lesnar, including Stone Cold Steve Austin was courted for that match. Uh, but it didn't end up happening, but Lashley was one of them. We're wrapping up, heading down the home stretch. Get your super chats and humper chats in. Please leave a thumb up, thumbs up on this video, guys. Sammy confronts KO backstage, and KO is just like, man, you still just don't get it. But what Sammy Zayn did get is a victory over Jimmy Uso, way quicker than I thought, too. Like it was pretty abrupt. And again, match is fine. That's not what we're here to talk about, Denise. Sammy Zayn gets the win. And before this, Paul Heyman had told Jimmy Uso, you've got until Friday to get your brother back in the bloodline. And that's Roman Reigns' order. So after this match, which was, again, a fine match, Sami Zayn, you know, powders out, but Jey Uso is there. And he goes and faces Jimmy, then rolls out, hugs Sami Zayn. I almost instinctively call him Sami Uso still. Yeah. You have to say and- think twice about it. And then he super kicks Sammy. It finally happens, like right here on Raw. And again, I, I had reported on FightfulSelect.com. WWE wanted to, to put on a Raw that had some newsworthy stuff because Cena was there. They wanted to highlight newsworthy talent because Cena was there. And they wanted people to, to tune in and see and go, oh, what's this? This is an, oh, what's this type of thing. You finally get the turn. You finally get the answer. Denise, you were very specific about... I still feel the same way about that, in case you're wondering. <laughs> yes, I still think that the moment would have been bigger had it happened at Elimination... Or had anything happened at Elimination Chamber. I think It doesn't change my argument that I made then at it's all. Okay. It's okay. I still I, feel I, the same way. Because my argument then was that the crowd was waiting for sure. something special to happen and nothing special happened. And fuck Boston, right? Sure. <laughs> I have no loyalties to Boston. What loyalties to Montreal? Been, I've never even been to Boston. Oh man! So uh, I, I I applaud and respect the fact that you just are determined to be wrong. I I respect that an awful lot. But I don't think yeah. you understood the argument, so I'll leave oh, it at buddy. that. Sean, did I ever understand that argument? I certainly understood that argument, and everybody knew that I understood the argument, but. Sami Zayn defeated Jimmy Uso. Jey Uso solidly in the bloodline. They were beating him down. Cody Rhodes makes the save. 
How'd you feel about how this closed off? We've got it firmly in place. Now what we're waiting on is Kevin Owens to finally say yes to Sami Zayn. So I'm glad they finally did it. Finally took them long enough. And I did like the way that they did the last final bit with Jey Uso giving him a hug and having it be like, oh, this is such a sweet moment. And it lasted long enough for them, for us to think, oh, maybe there isn't going to be, you know, I think usually in these situations, you can sense it. Yeah, you can sense it. You can sense when there's going to be a turn. And I feel like they did a really good job of making sure that you, you didn't totally sense it coming. And when it did, it was a very nice, like a little way that they did it. I'm so glad that they didn't hold off on this and that they had it happen instantly because they could have easily just done the hug here closed it off and then wait a little bit and then have james will turn on him and that's what i was thinking they were gonna do and keep this going forever and then they i i like that they recognized that this was not just a moment for them to hug it out but to have jay so clearly make a decision here and sammy wouldn't like he wouldn't turn his back if he would notice that he was smart enough to not turn his back which i think is, a, is an important important note JM says, after the hug, I saw the clock. It's a swerve. And Dick the Cock Johnson says, Jay turning on Sammy in the same building where he finally accepted him is good shit. I just love that Jay made it seem like this was never a decision. I was playing you the whole time. What's the percentage Woods? <laughs> oh, here we go. He says, just wanted to send the super chat to say Denise is wrong about Jay Uso. Still love you, though. But Avery Dunn says, I don't care. The turn sucked. Should have happened in Elimination Chamber if this is the plan. Thought there was an opportunity to heat Jay up a ton. You got weeks of content out of this. I weeks. love how we're still people, how people are legitimately split on this. Man. Sean still. says, when do Sammy and KO reunite again? We are, we have three more Monday Night Raws and four more SmackDowns. I think maybe the week of the 20th to 24th, which is two weeks before. It was the week before WrestleMania. And you think what now? What was the question? Maybe when they when KO joins him. I, I say oh, give okay. it two more weeks. Give it two more weeks. Like you see Cody in the background talking to KO. They let it heavy tonight with, with Sammy too. What if they keep it going all the way to WrestleMania where like it's a, promoted as a handicap match or something? And he doesn't have a partner. I think everybody and he's would looking know. for someone. I know, but, but the place would come unglued too. Um, Izzy Don't says my, my poem was never Nicholas, read. Nicholas part two. <laughs> oh my God. Izzy, uh, did you send this as a super chat or humper chat? That's how they get read on the air. Uh, oh yeah, he did. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I got my ass kicked by Roman and so did you. Stop. Roman's That's pretty got, good actually. Roman's got some megalomania. Let's bring him down by tagging at WrestleMania. Okay. Oh, there you go. Cute. That's cute. See, you there know what? You my go. poem thing worked out. Good. That was good. We should have solicited super chats for those all day long. I know. TK says, I know Jay turned on Sammy, but that hug had an I'm sorry I have to do this vibe to it. I'm hoping Jay betrays Roman at Mania. Uh, love the layers to the story. I feel like there should be some some aggressiveness from Roman towards Jay and Jimmy, and that's what does it. Like I think that what Jay and Jimmy have is completely separate of the WrestleMania stuff. I don't think they'll want to be seen after they lose their titles. 
What's the percentage? Wood says, do you still think Jay White goes to WDB? What about Tama Tonga? I actually haven't heard of anything else about Tama Tonga in a while. I'll ask, but I think Jay White's going to WWE. And Avery Dunn says, I'll add that I agree with Sean at the time of Elimination Chamber with Jay not just turning on Sammy being obvious. This feels like character regression. I mean, we knew that Jay was going to side with Jimmy. They got to defend their tag titles at WrestleMania. They're not going to just arbitrarily just like split these tag titles within a storyline perspective. My thing was you got to get some raw and SmackDown content out of this. And I felt like five or six weeks would have been a real holding pattern. Otherwise, Izzy says, thank you, Sean. Well, thank you. We, we thank you. I also want to thank Luis who did an incredible job tonight and last night on our post AEW show. Big thank you. Uh, but Denise, I know you did a bunch of stuff this weekend. Tell the people what you got. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Um, that's where you can find everything. Uh, let me see. Medium scrums with MJF. That's pretty much the big one. That's the one that's getting all the views. Ricky Starks did a good one too. Wardlow's was interesting um, in a different way, I think, that you might expect. Um, and then Tony Khan's had a couple of news bits in there. If you guys want to check that one out too. And I also did an interview with action and dready that's up there. And there's just a bunch of other stuff that I'm posting up continuously, uh, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Last plug for fightfulselect.com. I'll give you a quick rundown of what we got. Uh, at least twice a day, you get exclusive news before you get it anywhere else. We have additional details. We break over half the, the original wrestling news in, in wrestling these days. Just $5 a month. That's like a buck twenty-five a week. It's very easy. We wanted to make it the most affordable uh, exclusive wrestling news service as well. But in addition to that, you get hundreds of shows in our archives. And I think we had like 40 shows over the past month. So uh, check that out. Uh, the Line Drive says, my super chat about Jay didn't get read. Uh, we will make sure that it is tracked down and we will have it read on an upcoming show this week. My apologies to that, the line drive. You can also send it to me directly, uh, but thank you so much. We have an interview that dropped today with Seth Rollins. We had a great 2K video that just dropped. We got Raven. We got Janai Kai. Uh, we got Brian Williams of 2K this weekend as well. Fightful, youtube.com slash Fightful. We're out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.